a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. This is Mana. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mana, a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. I'm your host, Jeff Peterson. Now, none of the guys that you're going to meet on this podcast would consider themselves to be extraordinary, but it's their humble, holy way of living that is exactly what makes them extra to me, and I'm excited for you to meet them. Now, neat guest here for you today because he is a man that I got to know very well in a uh, in a very short amount of time uh, by design. Um, now, I go to great lengths, for those of you who have been listening to the show now for the last however many years, I go to great lengths to not really talk about specific work endeavors of mine, um, uh, really at all, uh, but I just have to provide a little bit of anonymous work context to adequately uh, kind of introduce and explain my appreciation for the great man you're about to meet. Um, now, while our guest's uh, career accomplishments are impressively and I mean really impressively prolific as a leader, uh, founder in, in marketing and digital technology operations and more uh, for companies he's owned, he's run, he's worked for. Uh, I met him specifically under the auspice uh, as a consultant. He was a consultant for a company that I worked for, uh, that he was brought in to, you know, presumably help fix. Uh, and so for those of you who maybe are consultants out there or who have been consulted by consultants, uh, you're aware of some of the challenges, you know, kind of on both sides. You know, it's the, the outsider who's often feared, uh, very seldom revered, um, uh, as someone who's going to, you know, maybe at best ask you for your watch to tell you what time it is, or at worst, maybe put your job or your life's work in jeopardy. Uh, so it's kind of a precarious relationship, that of consultant and consultee. Uh, and at the risk of getting too heretical too early here in the show, uh, you know, I think maybe Jesus was even hip to the whole consultant conundrum. Because uh, if you read Matthew 10, verses 11 through 14, he says, whatever town or village you enter, search there for some worthy person and stay at their house until you leave. And as you enter the home, give it your greeting. If the home is deserving, let your peace rest on it. And if it's not, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or town and shake the dust off your feet. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure I'm going to go to hell for that. But anyway, that was a connection I kind of made to the work of our guest and the relationship between the consultant and the consultee. So, but in spite of the preconceived notions uh, or earned frustrations, again, on both sides of the fence, the way I met and got to know today's guest redefined my expectations of both of our roles and at the time gave me uh, a really different and very, very, very deep appreciation for guys like him that are wired to lead by serving and genuinely helping and genuinely connecting with others, uh, even if he knows and even if he knew that the time uh, that we'd be spending together would be fleeting. Um, so anyway, he is as devoted and successful a family man as he is a businessman. Uh, and in fact, he's made some real sacrifices along the way to, uh, to, to the latter to make sure that he's remained centered on the former. So everyone get your Patagonia puffer vests on, uh, which is a complete inside <laughs> joke, by the way, uh, for today's Mana Man, Mr. Chris Hulse. Chris, welcome to Mana. Jeff, thanks for having me. That was a... Um a great intro right there. And I, and, uh, 
is uh, inside is regation my Patagonia vests, my sleeveless <laughs> Patagonia vest, which is part of my everyday uh, attire, specifically traveling out to Minneapolis. Um, came in handy until until the those couple couple months in the summer where it got warm. But yes. I'm glad to be here, and I and I love that that quote you had about you know find people in town, and if they don't appreciate you, you know wipe the dust off and keep yeah. moving. And it's uh, and um, so it's good. I'm glad to be here. Well, it's great to have you here. And um, and so I have to say, in your honor today, I actually did wear. It's very cold down in our basement, so we've been working out of my basement, and it's freezing down here. And so I put a vest on. All right. And I remembered that we'd be talking to him. Like you know what, Chris would be so proud. Yeah, I've uh, got the got the Chris uniform. That's on. I appreciate it. It's a, <laughs> and I'm, I have, I'm doing the call today from upstate New York. I'm actually in Cooperstown, New York. It's uh, where my family's originally from. I have a home here. It does get cold at night, and I wear the vest even here in the summertime <laughs> at night. And I, I've got and I've got them for all the every company I've worked with. I've always gotten a vest, so yeah. it's uh, I've got a nice nice wardrobe to choose from. Yeah. So now, all you Mana listeners, now the inside joke is now an outside joke. You are all in on the joke. So anyway, hey, long setup uh, above uh, or before about the whole consultant thing, but you know, Chris, I do remember, I vividly remember the day that we kind of broke through a little bit. We were working late uh, in a conference room. There was nobody else uh, <laughs> for miles because the place bugged out. And we're up there in this conference room, huge whiteboarding, some uh, change management stuff. Because I neglected to say in your intro, not only were you a consultant, but your, your whole gig was around transformation. So your whole thing was change. And so you're also bringing that little you know, Swiss army knife of anxiety to people, you know, of all, what's <laughs> going to change, whatever. But anyway, I remember, I remember the two of us, we were up, up in this conference room, whiteboarding some stuff. And, and, at, and it, and, and it ended with the two of us sitting again. I remember this vacuous conference room and we were sitting there and we just started talking about like real stuff, you know, family and faith. And it was just a, and it wasn't that long, but I just remember feeling like, God, you know, this is so cool that you can make a connection with somebody. Um, really, it, it doesn't matter how long you've known them. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter, you know, any of that stuff. It's just it's just about kind of intent and, uh, and just, you know, kind of care. So that's kind of where I wanted to start. Has that always been kind of a trait of yours? Like growing up, were you always the guy that just made everybody feel like, you know, <laughs> they kind of, kind of mattered and you just had these great connections along the way? You know, it's... Not not knowingly, but it's um, it's one of those things. Where it's just who I am. Mm -hmm. It's you know, I I have a a, a genuine you know um, thirst to to connect and to understand people and kind of you know empathize and understand kind of where they're coming from. Um, and it's not it's not self serving. It's it's one of those things where, as you mentioned in my role, um, and to give you know without naming names, but you know coming in you know via private equity, coming into some of the portfolio companies. And kind of going in and kind of, you know, doing some of that transformation work, you know, I believe that, you know, as I go into these businesses is my whole job is basically to make them better. Mm -hmm. and, and it's a good feeling because I, I've had a lot of success basically helping turn businesses around and in a lot of cases repurposing people so they can actually get, you know, true value out of, of what they're doing. A lot of people that I've come across in my career have, you know, maybe been kind of in the wrong role or mm -hmm. have a kind of a wrong job description and, and, you know, cause almost kind of setting them up to feel as if they're failing, but they're not, you know, mm -hmm. it's one of those things where, and so as I, as I go in, you know, kind of, kind of aligning them, you know, to kind of the, the right skills with the right opportunities and identifying them, it's nice to see those connections. Yeah. So, 
even, even as, as a kid or I would, you know, I've got, I'm very lucky to have lots of good friends, friends, um, you know, again, is tonight um, after our podcast, I'm having friends over for a bonfire and, you know, there's going to be 15 people there and I've known all of them for over 40 years, yeah. you know, if not more. And so lifelong friends and um, all different walks of life. We don't see each other all the time, but the connections are still strong. So it's, it's my, my willingness to connect, I think is, is, is a genuine trait. And it's uh, I look for a lot of other people um, again, some, sometimes in the work that I do, not a lot of people look to make those connections. They mm-hmm. kind of want to get in, take what they want and leave. Yeah. And that's shallow. And it's one of those things where I, I think as we get in, we really get to make those connections and understand not just on a professional level, but on a personal level, mm-hmm. it makes, you know, that's what life is all about anyway. Yeah. At the end of the day, I remember talking to my grandfather who passed away in his late eighties and he would go to cocktail parties. And the reality is majority of the people in the room, he didn't know what they did for a living because they've been retired so long. It didn't make a difference. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No, and so no. they all got to kind of just, in, you know, be who they really generally were and connect on those levels. No one was bragging about accomplishments or things they've done. And yeah. it's just, it was kind of an interesting eye opener for that. So, yeah. you know, I joked about, you know, kind of the, the stereotypical consultant, you know, in, in the intro and, and for those that, that, you know, maybe don't work in business or maybe haven't, you know, maybe if your perception of consultants is only through, you know, Hollywood, you know, there is that, that sort of kind of little more cutthroat, a little more, you know, kind of, you know, <laughs> uh, Gordon Gecko greed is good kind of a thing. Did, did that, did you, were you unique? Cause I agree. I think the way you approached it with genuinely looking to make things better and, and people getting them in the right roles made it remarkable on my end, you know, kind of on the receiving end of it. But when you looked around, you know, at your industry, uh, when you look around at that industry, does that, does that trait, is that unique to, 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 to the, uh, when compared to other people that you're hanging out with? I, I would, you know, is it unique? There are other people out there. I would mm-hmm. say it's we're we're probably in the minority, <laughs> but it's uh, yeah. But there it's a uh, there are, and I've been fortunate you know to work with folks, and it's a, uh, and again you know we we you know might have talked earlier about it even before you know uh, getting on the podcast is is like those people you know are very happy to be able to find each other, mm-hmm. and it's again as I was going through it, and even in my role you know kind of set it up is is. I worked at a portfolio company and I did a job in the, in the, the parent company or the, the private equity company that owned that portfolio company took me out and wanted to use me as a consultant across the rest of their portfolio. And, you know, my, the term consultant and so forth, it, it doesn't really resonate with me. It, it's not a knock or so forth, but it's really, I, I considered myself more of a, an advisor. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. of, yeah. mm-hmm. What's the difference in, you know, you know, don't you do the exact same thing? And, you know, you know, I wasn't holding anything back. I wasn't holding kind of like my cards to myself to kind of earn my keep over a period of time. If I could go and help businesses and kind of get them where they need to do in a short period of time, I had a lot of other work that this private equity company would put me in front of. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't self-serving where I think sometimes consultants, you know, in so far by nature could be, you know, you know, you know, giving a lot of advice, yeah. creating a lot of work, doing yeah. a lot of things. You know, I, I always really appreciated people who have actually sat in the chair, actually done the job yeah. and have had success at it and then coming in and advising other people how to do it. And when I did that transformation work across, you know, a couple dozen portfolios of which the one you were working at were one of them, you know, to me it was, you know, how do we make, how do we make it easier for customers to do business with us? How do we make it easier for employees to do their job? 
align the right people in the right places and kind of, you know, make a debris free, mm-hmm. you know, field so they can, you know, just make a lot of people's lives easier and happier. You yeah. know, if we can do that, the business will thrive. Yeah. And it's not all about, you know, cutting costs and cutting people just to get to an outcome. If you right. can kind of do that, sometimes there's bloat, but the reality is a lot of times companies get to a certain period, a certain way over a period of time. It doesn't happen overnight mm-hmm. and it, you don't get out of there overnight as well. And so it's yeah. kind of just, as you make those, those turns and those transformations, it's kind of fun to kind of, you know, kind of look at the people who have been, been in some of these companies and yeah. how do we elevate them and how do we have them participate in a lot yeah. of this fun success? Well, and that empathy that you talk about, I mean, the fact that you had done it, you, you know, you'd lived it, you, you know, you walked the mile in, in the, in the shoes or in the sandals. Um, let's talk about, let's talk about growing up. You talk about these friends, this party that you're having tonight that I was not invited to, uh, <laughs> well, of all these, <laughs> you're like 600 miles yeah, away, no, but I, you're I, closer. I, I'd I had, you. Uh, I had yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, okay. but anyway, so, so, you know, and it doesn't surprise me. I mean, that you're, you're, like this ship and all these barnacles that just attach to you and don't they don't ever let go but what was it like growing up in the whole household low those many years ago yeah I, I had a i had a great life you know in a great life growing up if you ask my wife she thinks i was sometimes raised by wolves but it's uh <laughs> my parents divorced early in life they it wasn't a uh, a really good marriage you know like early like when i was 12 13 years old which is always traumatic <laughs> and um yeah. but it's one of those things where there's and even with my wife, I had a re- resilience about how to kind of get through it. And it's, um, and I didn't blame my parents. And it's, and it's now looking back um, as an adult, understanding kind of them as adults and having kids myself, you know, realizing it's, they probably weren't a, a correct fit for each other. They probably mm-hmm. got into something maybe they shouldn't have uh, sooner than they should have yeah. on, on a variety of fronts. But it, I think, you know, learning from that, and I don't, I don't, you know, take anything away from either one of them. But um, it made me a better father, yeah. you know. It made me a you know a, a better better husband, mm-hmm. you know. Kind of kind of recognizing that you know far from perfect, obviously. But yeah. but it's yeah. one of those things where it was a uh, it was fun when it was fun, and it was, it was <laughs> a, lot of, a bunch of unfun spots in there. Yeah. But it was a, it's one of those things where it impacted my my older brother and my younger sister differently than it did me. You know, I kind of you know for a variety of reasons was just more of a kind of head down and just. I tried not to look too far out in front of me or, or look for blame or cause. And I just, I just took it one day at a time and, yeah. I, and that's how I dealt with it. And it's uh, I didn't, I didn't carry any issues or resentment with it. And it's a, uh, you know, my wife thinks sometimes maybe, you know, maybe I should go talk to someone, you know, maybe I need to open up <laughs> more, but I feel as if, you know, I was able to do it. I had a happy childhood, you know, yeah. even in an imperfect environment. We, I, I had a good friends and, you know, still today and good relationships with, with my parents. Yeah, you know, my yeah. mother passed away, but um, you know, uh, about ten years ago. But I have had a great, phenomenal, close relationship up to her death, and I've had a good relationship with my father today. Yeah, you know, as adults, we 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 have the the benefit of of uh, just years and and a little bit more maybe deliberation of being able to you know, uh, God willing, you know, surround ourselves with people that 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 give us that energy, put ourselves in situations, you know, that are going to nurture the kind of life that we want for ourselves and our kids. Um, and a lot of times faith plays into that. And I know you're, you're a man of, of, of great faith. How, what role did faith play way back when? So you're taking it one day at a time, having a great childhood, you know, but kind of, you know, it's a, it's a broken home. It's not ideal. Was, was there a strong faith kind of, you know, element back then? I believe yeah, there was, you know, it's, um, you know, more on my mom's side, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, 
my mom was Italian, Roman Catholic, you know, mm. and so forth. And it's a um, not perfect, obviously. Um, but I remember very early on, you know, it's, you know, even with my name, Chris or Christopher, Christ bearer. Yeah. I always thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. I was the giant that, you know, carried baby Jesus across the, the stream. Yeah. yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> for whatever reason, I, I was like five years old. I was like, that's the coolest thing. <laughs> Incredible. You know? Yeah. And then it's, uh, you know, I got to pick, you know, my confirmation name. I went with Peter the rock cause he was the leader, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I, uh, Paul, you know, so it's, you know, very, you know, as many d- disciples as you can get in there. Yeah, and it was, um, there. you know, it's kind of stock in the deck. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, um, but it's like, I always feel as if it was, it was always part of me. I never questioned it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it wasn't, um, you know, and I always knew, you know, it gave me comfort. You know, it's one yeah. of those things where even at a young age, not even really knowing or understanding, but I know of, you know, a little prayer to God. And, you know, during Christmas, I, you know, love listening to all the, you know, the Christmas, you know, music, which was more religious in nature. And, and I, you know, it attracted me, you know, yeah. to maybe. And so I always had a good relationship with it. Yeah. How about with, um, with, with, uh, with, with guys, you know, whether they were, you know, friends that maybe were a couple of grades older or maybe, you know, uncles or, or other teachers, coaches, um, did, were there any men other than obviously your dad, um, uh, and maybe it was your dad, but like, were there, as from a role model perspective, were there any men, you know, growing up that, that kind of stick out as more, you know, kind of, um, sort of formational than, uh, than others? There were a lot of them, you yeah. know, and all in little pieces and little ways. And it's, um, you know, and one of the ones that first come to my mind, it was, uh, a coach I had in high school, um, uh, coach Rose, who was one of our football coaches and, and, um, up until ninth grade, I was actually a very small guy. I was a gymnast, you know, when I hit my, my, from my freshman year in high school to my senior in high school, I gained about a hundred pounds. Yeah, I was two thirty, six three, and so I was this really big guy. You know, very athletic. I did, yeah. you know, did I could swim, I could dive. I was a gymnast, but I never played. You know, big contact sports. I wasn't mm-hmm. big enough. But here I am, a senior year in, in, in high school, and I'm going to play football. Yeah, and uh, we had this this great coach, Coach Rose, who just attracted me. You know, I was you know he he was um, he would say a prayer, you know, stuff like this. He would you know you know this isn't a public school, which you know, um, but you know, you know, just kind of watching, kind of taking his lead. And he said, you know, no one's going to give me anything. No one's going to mm-hmm. just, you know, you have to go out and earn it. And yeah. it's one of those things where, you know, our senior in high school, we actually won our state championship game. Yeah. So I've never played football in my life. I go out there. The <laughs> you, were, you, were, you were the missing piece. <laughs> no, I, no, 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 no. It's a team. It's a team. You know, it truly, it can't be just one person. But, yeah. you know, what sticks me out with him is basically he did not give out compliments easy. Uh-huh. You know, the, you know, not everyone got the, you know, but when he did in the most, you know, littlest thing, it meant something. I was in his health class and I remember him, I remember I was talking with someone and, you know, I was like, oh my God, I'm exhausted. You know, you know, I went to bed last night at eight o'clock and I woke up this morning, I'm still tired. And he's like, that's good. And he, he spoke up. He's that's good. She had a great practice yesterday. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's pretty good. You know, and it's, uh, and he would, you know, you know, at the ever, end of every game actually kind of write some of the players notes. Like a little handwritten note, one sentence long, and like I mean, it yeah. meant a lot. It meant the yeah. world to me, you know. And so, you know, got to keep the grades up. But it's one of those things where I didn't want to let him down. So, it definitely made me go above and beyond. Yeah, so he was a big cool. influence. That's cool. Yeah, and sometimes it's the 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 shorter. I mean, I'm 
I'm prone to going on and on and on, but I tell you some of the, some of the best moments I've had with people who have either course corrected me or, or given me that little boost, they, they say it in so few words. It's just, just yeah. a little bit and that's all you need, you know, just to yeah. set you up. No, it, it was just, and it was just, you know, we, I, I've had neighbors and I've had, you know, friends of my father's who had kids, you know, close to my age, who would, who would talk to us, you know, stuff like this and just give, you know, the little words of advice mm-hmm. and so forth. And it meant, you know, yeah, I, I'm a collector of that, mm-hmm. you know, it was going on a kind of, you know, um, and when my parents was mentioned were divorced and, you know, as we go out and I was, I was just kind of looking kind of how to become my own man. It's kind of like, you know, I wanted to replicate good. I didn't want to yeah. replicate bad. And it's one of those things where as you kind of key in and key in on and, you know, I always tried to do my best, you know, and so forth. And so as, as I got, you know, became a lifeguard in high school or right after college or, or, te- you know, professors in college and so forth, kind of working hard. And if I wasn't doing it, I wasn't afraid, you know, and I'm, you know, to go up and say, Hey, what do I need to do better? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. how do I, ra- how do I raise this grade? Hey, mm-hmm. I have a problem. Can you, you know, do you mind if I ask you a quick question? I, I, I that just became very easy to me. Yeah. And so I, I was very fortunate and specifically with this area up in Cooperstown, New York, where I have a history of, of family and friends that, that are still come back to this area. A lot of those early mentors of mine are still around, you know, mm-hmm. and so they get to see me grow up. And so it's not a one and done. Yeah, right. <laughs> I keep well, to, I keep to go back to the well. Yeah. Well, it's that connectivity. That's what, you know, we've been talking about just this staying connected, staying uh, throughout. It's just a, it's a gift. So. All right. Well, hey, we are, um, <clears throat> time goes by so fast. We're already, we're already at the fun segment of the big right. show here. Yep. Here we go. And get ready, everybody. So these are the same three questions we ask every guest. Uh, and, uh, and I just have every confidence in the world that Chris is just going to knock them out of the park. So fun <laughs> segment question number one, if Jesus knocked on your door tomorrow morning, right up there in, in Cooper's, uh, Cooperstown, Cooperstown. Yep. Yep. Knocks on your door, Cooperstown, just wants to hang out for the day. What are you going to do with Jesus? I'll tell you, it's, it's, I'm going to, I have a lot of friends that come up and visit me up here. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. saying, Jesus is a friend. This is what I would do with him. <laughs> I said, well, yeah, what, what, I, I don't want to make it something I don't normally do. Yeah. You know, we'd have coffee. Yeah. You know, we'd sit on my front porch. We'd talk. You know, I would like to take him for a ride in my truck. You know, I have a F 150. I'd like to take him for a ride down some back roads. You know, you know, grab an early lunch, maybe spend an afternoon on the boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, if this happened, we're up, it's summertime now where we are. And, and it's kind of just, just spend one-on-one time. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I don't want to, it's not a, just kind of hopefully some great banter back and forth. I probably got to, yeah. Won't be shy asking. Probably, <laughs> probably saying enough with the questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, it's a, but it's um, it'd probably be a day just like that. Just, you know, starting out with, you know, you know, sitting in a rocking chair on the front porch, looking looking down this valley, having a cup of coffee, and just you know taking it from there. That's I mean, I mean, it would just be yeah. one of those type of days, and you know, maybe it would end up like something I'm doing tonight with back at the house around a campfire, mm-hmm. you know, a bonfire, and kind of with with friends, and just you know, that's how that's how we do it. <clears throat> I love it. All the friends would be like, "Who's the new guy? What's, <laughs> the, what's he doing here?" <laughs> Ask him anything. He's got all the he's got all the answers. <laughs> exactly. yeah. All right. Fun segment question number two. Uh, if you could go to church with any other guy, living or dead, uh, famous or not, um, just it, it, no other rules other than you're going to church and you're going to go with a guy. Who are you bringing to church? I, I am such a, like, a, it'd be George Washington, number Ooh, one. Yeah. <laughs> George, George Washington. And it's, um, you know, 
I was thinking it's, you know, you know, going to be my mother who passed away, my, my grandfather, but it's, a, I wanted to kind of just take a flyer on this one and say, you know, someone like George Washington, I'm a history buff and I'd be just, you know, love just to meet him and kind of yeah. go to church with him and, and then kind of uh, spend a little time with him. You know, at the church I go to here, you know, when church is over, we spend a, about 30, 45 minutes afterwards with coffee and, you know, danishes and whatever, yeah. you know, before everyone runs out. So, you know, it'd be kind of fun just to do it with George Washington. Very cool. Out. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. No, totally agree. All right. Fun segment. Question number three, uh, uh, bring it down the home stretch here. If you could give uh, one and you have done this, so you just have to pick the one. Uh, but if you could give one piece of advice to a younger man, a little further upstream, um, about specifically about living a, a confident life of faith, you know, living a life that you live where, you know, it's not necessarily something that you're going to be, you know, standing on a street corner, you know, uh, barking at people about the end of days, but just, you know, right. the, the, the presence that you have, the confidence that you have in your faith, what would that one piece of advice be? You know, it's, it's interesting. And it's, you know, as I think about that, you know, the one piece, I mean, as I, I look at my own son who's 18, you know, just turned 18. I look back at him and they grow and, mm -hmm. you know, they, and I've got three children who are all so different. And if I could go back and look at myself, you know, 20 years ago, yeah, you know, go, go to those, you know, it's never convenient to, yeah. you know, to, you know, go to someone's, you know, a communion on a Saturday or, you know, Aunt Bethany's you know, 65th <laughs> birthday right. party. Yeah. Right. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Cause that's what it's all about. You, you, and it's, and we're all working and we're, we all want our, our free and our, and our time to ourselves, but just do it, just do it and, you know, show up. And it's, um, and that's, you know, 95% of it. And when you're there, you know, appreciate the time with your family because you won't, they won't be here forever. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, and, and, uh, and, you know, the, you know, the other piece of advice is bring a friend. Yeah. I've mm -hmm. got, a, I've got people who I brought back to Christmas or Thanksgiving, you know, who are people out there who might not have anyone or, you know, might be divorced and not have a kid this weekend or that weekend or this holiday, that holiday, bring them. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 you know, family isn't just blood, you know, it's, it's, it's close friends as well. Yeah. Oh, so well said. So well said. Chris Hulse, thank you so much uh, for being here. And it was just great, great for me to reconnect with you. And I'm just so happy now that all of our listeners have had a chance to meet you. If they didn't know you already, now you do. And now you've got an even broader network of, of connections and friends out there in the, in, in, in the world that is very, very blessed to have you in it. So thanks a lot. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you for listening to MANA. If you have any questions or recommendations for future guests, send them to manapodcast at gmail.com.